الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد يا عباد الله الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah عن أبي العباس سهل بن سعد الساعدي رضي الله تعالى عنه قال جاء رجل إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا رسول الله دلني على عمل إذا عملته أحبني الله وأحبني الناس This great sahabi Abu al-Abbas رضي الله تعالى عنه He narrates that a man came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, O Messenger of Allah, point me to an action that if I were to do it, then Allah will love me and the people will love me. Istamiru, I want you to pay close attention to this because the Sahaba, they were very diligent upon seeking after that which benefits them. The Sahaba, they were very diligent in learning that which will benefit them, not for the sake of just knowing it, not for the sake of a, a educational pursuit or an academic pursuit, but from the standpoint so that they may live in accordance to it. So thus he said, Point me to an action that if I do it, point me to an action that if I do it, this is an indication that he was seeking for instruction and he was prepared. He was ready to live in accordance to it. He was ready to implement it. And this is how we should be when it comes to knowledge. The Prophet let me answer this tremendous question because he said, point me to an action that if I were to do it, that Allah will love me. And the people will love me. And the Prophet وسلم, he answered this tremendous question with his outstanding and tremendous statement وسلم, which is from Jawami al Kalam. It is from those short articulations that have a very vast and extensive meaning and expansive meaning. Have zuhud in the dunya and Allah will love you. And have zuhud as relates to what it is with the people and the people will love you. Have zuhud in the dunya and have zuhud as relates to what the people have. And by doing this, you will, Allah will love you and the people will love you. So the ulama, they mentioned from them, the great Imam Ibn Daqiq al-Eid, rahimahullahu ta'ala, i'alam, anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, so no, 
that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qad hatha ala taqleel fi dunya that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he encouraged us to have taqleel inside of the dunya zuhud fiha and to have zuhud inside of the dunya a taqleel from the dunya means that an individual he takes from the dunya what suffices him they do not splurge and go beyond that which is needed Naam. this is what is meant by taqleel this is what is meant by having a little bit in the dunya and having zuhud inside of the dunya. The ulama, they explain that the meaning of zuhud, zuhud al-haqiqi, that the true meaning of zuhud, then it means tark ma la yanfa'uka fil akhirah, is that you leave alone, you abandon that which does not benefit you in the hereafter. That this is the true meaning of zuhud, so when one looks at it from the standpoint, then they realize very quickly that an individual, he can be zahid, he can be one who abstains while he is rich. He can be one who is zahid while he is one who is a multimillionaire and the like. Because what it means to be zahid, what it means to have zuhud, is that you leave alone those things that do not benefit you in the hereafter. And this is that in which we have to look at and look at ourselves and examine our lives as relates to it. Because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says in another hadith, مِنْ حُسْنِ إِسْلَامِ الْمَرِّ تَرْكُهُ مَا لَا يَعْنِيهِ That from a person's good Islam is that he leaves alone that which does not benefit him. The ulama, they explain, when explaining this particular hadith, that the meaning of لَا يَعْنِيهِ أي لَا يَنْفَعُهُ that from a person's good Islam is that he leaves alone. He abandons those things that do not benefit him. He leaves alone and he abandons those things that do not benefit him. And when you look at the reality of our situation, if you look at the reality of this station here in the dunya, then you realize that we are on a mission. That we are on a mission. And that mission is to prepare for ourselves a house, uh, an abode in the hereafter. That mission is to strive to live our lives in a way and in a manner that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is pleased with and when we meet Him, He will be pleased with us. So we strive to take from this dunya what we need to prepare for the hereafter. And when one looks at it from the standpoint, when one looks at it and they realize that they are nothing but a traveler, then they will better understand the other hadith of the Prophet wasallam and the relationship with the two that were, that were aforementioned. Where the Prophet wasallam he said, Kun dunya Be in this world as if you are a stranger or a, a traveler just passing through. Because this is what we are. We're travelers. We're just passing through. This world is not your final destination. This world is not the final abode. This world, we're passing through it. We're here today. We will be gone tomorrow. We are here right now. There will come a point we will no longer be here. And then we will be moving on to what? To the akhirah. So it makes sense that a person prepares for that which will be there forever. So therefore, when you look at it from the standpoint, you look at yourself and you look at the dunya, when you look at everything and in the true perspective yani, that is required, then you realize that what? We are here for a certain period of time. So it makes sense that I concentrate on those things that will benefit me. I concentrate on those things that 
Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. I concentrate on those things that when I meet my Lord, He will be pleased with me. I concentrate on those things that will be a preparation for my forever, for my abode in the Jannah, for my forever. And this is what we have to do. This is how we have to concentrate. This is how we have to live our lives. And the individual who does not live their life in this manner, then this is an individual that what? Is one that cheats themselves. And thus we understand maybe a little better the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Min Husn Islam al Mar from a person's good Islam. From a person's good Islam is they leave alone that which does not benefit them. Naam. And when we reflect upon this, do we realize that if an individual, if they concern themselves with that which is not their business, if they concern themselves with that which does not benefit them, then this is a sign that they are not intending good for themselves. This is a sign that they have turned away from their best interest. This is a sign that they are not concerned with their welfare. This is a sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has turned away from them. As the ulama they mentioned from them their statement where they said Alamatu al-abd and yaj'al shughlahu fi la ya'nihi that from the sign that Allah has abandoned the slave is that he makes that slave become preoccupied with those things that do not benefit them. They become preoccupied with those things that does not benefit them. Why? Because Because the punishment will be appropriate to the crime. The person turned himself away from that which will benefit him. So therefore Allah keeps him busy with those things that have no benefit for that individual. Al-jaza min jinsin amal. The punishment will be appropriate to the crime. If we are truly wise and we truly have a concern for ourselves and it is in our best interest that we concern ourselves with those things that benefit us. Hada aqulu qawli hada wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li jami' al-muslimin fastaghfiru fa innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim Bismillah walhamdulillah salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ba'd Ya ibadallah There comes a statement its chain is weak but his meaning is true. And that is the statement in the Zahid fi dunya girihu qalbu. That the one who only takes from the dunya that which they need, then their heart will be, will find tranquility. They will have an easiness of heart. Fi dunya wal akhirah. They will have an easy heart in this world and in the next. Why? Because they only concern themselves or the bulk of what they concern themselves with. Is with that which will benefit them. That which was in their best interest. Now, when we hear the likes of these things, all of us, we say, yes, that sounds good. That sounds like the way I want to be. You know what? I think I'm even like that. And the like. But I really want us to evaluate ourselves and to not trick ourselves and not to be in the business of fooling ourselves. But rather to be those who are honest with themselves and those who are constantly striving to improve themselves and to better themselves. Because improving oneself and bettering oneself then that is your business, that is in your best interest. Do we really spend our time with that which will benefit us? Now I want us to reflect. When it comes to dhikr, how important is the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? 
How much benefit and reward is inside of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The person who spends his life remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will be happy when he meets his Lord. This individual, he will not be regretful on the day of judgment. And from the dhikr of Allah ta'ala, then the best means, as they mentioned, the best means to remember Allah is by reciting what Allah has revealed, by reciting the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we're really concerned about benefiting ourselves in the past week, how much of the Qur'an have we read? And if not, why not? What has busied you from reading Allah's book? What has preoccupied you from reading the book of Allah? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. We all know the importance of reading the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa At the head of them and the most obvious of them is that what? Is that when one constantly reads through the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they will increase in saying sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And every time we send the salatu and salams upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam one time, then we get it back tenfold. How beneficial is this? How beneficial is this? Before you get to the even the text of the hadith. As soon as you say, Qal al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you have benefited. As soon as you say, Qal Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you have benefited. How many hadith have we read in this past week? Let alone the guidance that is contained therein. Let alone the tawjihat. The guidelines that are contained therein, let alone all the guidance that is contained therein and how it will structure our life and put our life right. What has busied us from reading the sunnah of the Prophet What has preoccupied us? The salah. How important is the salah? What has preoccupied us? How important are the voluntary prayers? What has preoccupied us? You see, we can say whatever it is we want to say. We can fool ourselves every day, all day, but it does not change reality. Do we truly want to benefit ourselves and do we truly invest in ourselves by doing those things which benefit ourselves? Are we truly preparing to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or are we from those individuals who when death comes, they're going to feel regret. They didn't do enough. And that's every believer. Every believer realizes, understands it ain't do enough because you can never do enough. But how many opportunities are missed? How many opportunities are missed? Those who are dead, those who are dead, if they can come back to this dunya, they will want to come back to this dunya so that they, they, they could remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here you are here in the dunya. Here you are here walking on top of the earth. Here you are here breathing. Your heart is beating, so on and so forth. But are you remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the tongue that he has given you? Are you remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and contemplating on Allah ta'ala's ayat with the heart that Allah ta'ala has given you? Are you utilizing that body which Allah ta'ala has given you to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while you are here? Or are you waiting for death to come so you can be regretful? You have to answer yourself because as aforementioned, we can fool ourselves every day, all day. It doesn't change reality. The Prophet ﷺ in encouraging us in another hadith to, benef- to spend our time seeking after that which benefits us. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Ihras ala ma yanfa'uk. Be diligent in chasing after that which benefits you. Be diligent in chasing after that which benefits you. 
وَاسْتَعِنْ بِاللَّهِ And seek the help, aid and assistance of Allah. You need Allah's help because without Allah's tawfiq, you cannot do anything. And then the Prophet wasallam he said, وَلَا تَعْجِزْ And don't feel helpless. Don't feel helpless. Don't be of those individuals who want to have a pity party for themselves. Don't be of those individuals who want to feel sorry for yourself. No, don't feel helpless, but get yourself in gear. Strive after what will benefit you in this dunya and in the akhirah. Strive after what will benefit you when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Work hard on that. Ask Allah to help you and don't feel sorry for yourself. This is not no time for no pity party. You know why? Because a pity party is not going to help you when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A pity party is not going to help you when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of us are really good at making excuses. You know how I found that you have some individuals who they don't want to do something so they look for an excuse to get out of doing it. Some individuals are like this. They really don't want to do it so they look for an excuse why it couldn't be done. But then you have other individuals, other individuals, their outlook is different. They'll take that excuse and they'll find a way to conquer it. They'll take that excuse and they'll find a way to get around it. They'll take that excuse and they'll find a way to get rid of it. Get it out their way. Step over these hindrances. Not the individual who stops at every little thing and, oh, I can't do it. That's it. Because if you apply that, when it comes to your worldly life, you'll be destroyed. You'll be destroyed. Who will get up and go to work? I don't feel like it today. My knee hurts. I got a headache. I didn't eat on time. My car, it needs, it's not running right. It feels a little shaky. You can find a million excuses not to go to work. And you know what's going to happen? When payday comes, you ain't going to get paid. So why do you treat the akhirah like that, but you think when you get there, you're going to get paid? You think when you get to the akhirah, you have something waiting for you, and you spent your whole life making excuses? You spent your whole life completely pathetic and pitiful. And now you come to the akhirah, you think you're going to get Jannah? This is how you think it works? No. You have to strive. Put forth the effort. Put forth the work. Put your trust in Allah and ask Allah to help you. Because the reality of it is, this is the reality. I tell people all the time to give you a small example before the great reality. That if you're lazy, if you're a lazy student here in America, you really wasn't trying to learn, you really weren't trying to study, you really weren't trying to learn Arabic, really weren't trying to memorize Quran, so on and so forth, I would tell brothers all the time, if you're lazy in America, you're going to be lazy in Medina. You're going to be lazy in Egypt. You're going to be lazy wherever it is that you go to study. You're going to be lazy. Why? Because the land is not what gives you the motivation. You're lazy because you're lazy. So it don't matter if you're in America, you're in Nigeria, you're in, you're in, you're in. You're still going to be lazy because you're lazy. So I would tell brothers, look man, before you get on that airplane, before you spend all this money and all you do all this stuff, make sure you, you change yourself, change your habits, get yourself right. Because if you're lazy there, you're going to be lazy here. If you sleep all day there, you're going to sleep all day here. Because I've seen plenty of brothers that came and wasted all their time, went back, didn't learn nothing. After all that time, didn't learn anything. Why? Because they were lazy. That's the reality as it comes to studying. I think everybody can kind of understand that. You're lazy in high school, you're probably going to be lazy in college as well. You're lazy on this job, you're going to be lazy on the next job too. But what's more detrimental than that? The Prophet وسلم, he said, Ahlul ma'roof al dunya, ahlul ma'roof al akhirah. Wa ahlul munkar fi dunya, ahlul munkar fi al akhirah. 
He said that the people who are good in this world, they'll be good in the hereafter. And the people who is bad in this world, they'll be bad in the hereafter. So if you want to be straight on a day of judgment, you want to be good on a day of judgment, you have to be good now. You're not going to wait too right before you die to get good. It doesn't work like that. You're not going to wait too in your grave and say, I'll be in my grave for maybe thousands of years. I get good in my grave. Ain't no deeds no more in your grave. This is the time for deeds. If you want to be good in your grave, you got to be good on top of the land. If you want to be good in the hereafter, you got to be good right now. If you're bad right now, you're going to be bad in the hereafter. Your situation in the grave is going to be bad. That's the reality. So are you truly concerned with benefiting yourself? And if you are, then show it. Aqimu salah.